This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I've been thinking as I reminisce, and I can still hear my 90-year-old aunt, Aunt Laura May, singing, I'm so glad that salvation is free. I get excited when I think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. I'm just so blessed and favored to personally know a God that is giving the free gift of salvation to all that would ask. Confess their sins with their mouth. Believe in their hearts that God is and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I want to impress upon you today that salvation is free, but the benefits they cost. Now someone is wondering, what exactly is salvation? I need you to understand, it is the saving grace that God is offering to everyone who would confess the Lord and believe in his or her heart. When I checked for the definition, salvation, also called deliverance or redemption, is the saving of human beings from sin and its consequences, which include death and separation from God by Christ's death and resurrection and the justification following this salvation. My Aunt Laura May, who today suffers from Alzheimer's, has the most beautiful voice. Unfortunately, I am not a good singer. But the words, I am glad salvation is free. Salvation is free to all. Today, I'm truly glad that salvation is free. Now, I need you to understand that salvation really is free. But the benefits, the benefits cost. According to Luke, the ninth chapter, the 22nd through the 24th verse, Christ has said in his own words, as he spoke to his disciples, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You see, taking up the cross that Jesus mentioned, that cost. To enjoy the promises of the Lord, we've got to become knowledgeable of and doers of his word. Psalm, the 103rd chapter reminds us, Forget not the many benefits of the Lord, those of protection, provision, access, peace, forgiveness, acceptance, extraordinary love, understanding, a divine connection, loving correction, inexplicable care, and covering. We receive salvation in Christ through repentance and faith. This means turning away from sinful ways repentance and turning to God with faith trusting in Christ Jesus will forgive your sins and set you on a path to life with him 
We cannot earn this right. It is his free gift. I praise God that he has favored me to know him on a personal level. And yes, I was raised and taught to study God's word and learn of him for myself. His word in Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 29th verse has admonished us to take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. According to 2 Timothy 2 and 15, we must study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want you to become one with God, that is being yoked or living in close connection with him, learning his word, his will and his way through studying God's word. I want us to get so close to him that we can feel him breathing. It is through these avenues that we learn how desperately we need his precious Holy Ghost, God's comforter and keeper that gives us the staying power so that we live an abundant life full of God's grace, mercy, favor, and at the end, eternal life. You see, I call it the salvation plan. But too many times people are taught that all is well and complete through simply receiving God's gift of salvation after confessing with the mouth and believing in the heart. But there is so much more. As Paul asked the question in Acts 19th chapter in the second verse, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Later, the same people would be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And after Paul laid his holy hands on them, they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yet, some will still say, it don't take all of that. But I want us to understand that the benefits will require us to live holy, separated set apart lives as we learn to strive to be Christ-like and pattern our lives after him. Now, while salvation requires our confession of accepting Christ and faith, trust and believing in our hearts, please, please remember that faith without works is dead. According to James, the second chapter, 17th and 18th verses, even so faith if it has not works, is dead being alone. Yeah, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, we must have some works to show our faith. There must be actions to demonstrate what and who we say we believe. James, the second chapter, the 26th verse, took this understanding a step further in saying, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. Now, I don't want to refute theologians or biblical scholars, but I want people to understand that salvation, that saving grace that God so readily extends to everyone, 
just by one's confession by mouth and believing with the heart sets the salvation plan in motion. But then we must have works to sure enough show and share our faith. As James second chapter so eloquently explains, our salvation comes down to our demonstration of who and whose we are. Because if you truly expect to enjoy the many benefits, you must live a life that demonstrates the walk and ways of Christ. According to Christ in Luke, the ninth chapter and the 23rd verse, he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever will save his life shall lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Now I'm not talking about going to church all of the time or singing in the choir, serving God's servant or being good people because God did not call us to be good. He called us to be holy. He called us to love one another, to love our neighbors as ourselves. He said without love, it is impossible to please God. He said it is through love that others would know that we are his disciples. But in order to truly have and demonstrate the love that God admonishes us to have, we must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, a keeper, a sustainer, and a comforter, so that when our flesh does not want to love for whatever reason, the Spirit of the Lord helps us to love right. When the flesh says go left, the spirit arrest us and help us to move the body to go right. The spirit is a heart fixer and a mind regulator, an establisher of our thoughts, teaching us to think and love with the same mind that was also in Christ Jesus so that we work to serve God and emulate his righteousness. Such is the work to which James, the second chapter, is referring a life living that shows not only one's faith, but work and works that can only be accomplished through the spirit of the Lord. Now, I want you to understand fully as human beings, we will make mistakes, but the work that moves us requires an honest, consistent strive to do, be and live as God has commanded us. Yes, salvation is free. But the many benefits, right down to eternal life, cost us the work that we must put in to love, walk upright, and show our faith in God. Because God does not save us so that we blatantly continue in sin. Know that we cannot live that separated, set-apart life without the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, even with salvation, too many continue blatantly in the same sinful ways, at times not even realizing that we must be born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost to give us divine strength and staying power. According to Acts 1 and 8, we are reminded, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. 
In other words, we lack the power to do the God work or be his witnesses on our own without his Holy Spirit. Hence, we continue in sin. According to Romans 6 chapter, the first and second verses, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. You see, along with our God-given salvation obtained by faith comes a great responsibility to be witnesses as we show the magnificent works of he who granted us such deliverance from sin. Therefore, God's word is stressing through the rhetorical questioning in Romans 6 and 1. Shall we continue in sin that grace continue to overcome and have to overcome? God forbid. You see, once we add work to our faith, we are the overcomers by the grace of God. Please remember, salvation is free. But we must take up our cross and follow him. If we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. Of course, that cross includes the issues, matters, and circumstances that bring us stress or prove difficult for us to walk, talk, and live holy on our own as God's word has commanded us to do so. One songwriter penned the words, and I quote, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there is a cross for everyone and there is a cross for me. I've always loved the song, but if you examine the words, the powerful words, right away you understand that salvation is not a single occurrence, but a process that is realized through a lifetime of work. Righteous living, loving, and serving God with your whole heart while completing the covenant work and works that only the Holy Ghost can sustain. In other words, we cannot live such a life on our own strength or through wishing and hoping. The Holy Ghost is a comforter, a keeper, leader, and guide. The only entity promised and given by God to see us through and keep us if we want to be kept. Of course, salvation is free, but it will cost a life lived through the work that only God's precious Holy Ghost will grant us the all-sufficient divine staying power to experience. Must Jesus bear the cross alone? And all mankind walk free? No, the benefits that he promised were based on a covenant between God to you and me. I understand his holy plan to make possible salvation for all. But the confession with the mouth and believing in the heart make us witnesses on work call. Know you not that your faith and confession made salvation a gift that's yours? But the work must be done by everyone living holy and eternal life ensures. Salvation is free, but the benefits cost. God didn't bless with his gift for us to stay lost. He meticulously planned for a son that would live. But for the sins of the world, his own life, he would give. If salvation was for a cost that we all had to buy, 
the rich would live and the poor would surely die. But God, being so loving, made it available to all. Come unto me all heavy laden. I won't let you fall. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I will open blind eyes so that all can see. Not just sight, but clear vision, true discernment in these times. Rather vision for good decisions. Embrace truth you will find. Salvation is free, but the benefits they cost. Just as Christ bore the world's burden, we too must carry our cross. The same faith that it took to believe and confess is the same faith it will take to endure life's test. For the troubles you are facing, the matters that contend, only the Holy Ghost can keep you in perfect peace in the time we spend. Putting in the work during this thing called life, since faith without work is dead, weight of the cross is our price. Be dead with Christ to bring peace to life and comfort deep within. Help you to understand his salvation plan, living a life that's free from sin. Living holy, loving all others to represent God is still what he requires. His Holy Ghost will hold hearts close to keep us uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 123 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. God has made salvation free to any and everyone who would confess with their mouths and believe in their hearts that Jesus Christ is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Of course, this first step is major and it sets your personal salvation plan in motion. The next step, learn God's word for yourself and ask God to grant you divine wisdom to rightly divide his word. Seek God for revelation and ask him to give you his spirit so you can take up your cross and successfully follow him. I pray that you walk in the light that is God's precious Holy Ghost and make your life's work serving God. Remember, if we provide the faith, God will do the good work that started within us the moment he saved us based upon our faith. Then after receiving the Holy Ghost, we are fit. We are finally fit to do the real work that covenant requires living a clean, set apart Christ-led life that God has called us to so that his salvation plan of eternal life is truly realized. I pray God's blessings over each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.